Thank you, choir and orchestra. Our Lord has sure heard that prayer, hadn't he? <clears throat> it has really been raining lately. Not today, not today. So thank the Lord for that. You know, we thank him for the rain and the sunshine. Thank you for being here today again. Thank you for coming and worshiping with us here at Lindsay Lane Baptist Church. I was watching that video a moment ago on our, on our uh, welcome video, announcement video about Lindsay Lane Christian Academy and all the things they got going on there. I just want to say congratulations to the boys and girls varsity basketball teams, number one in the area champs, 1A, right? Area champs, both of them. <clears throat> Thank God for the cheerleaders and the coaches and all of them. And by the way, Lindsay Lane is more than sports. It's about academics. It really is. We've got robotic ministries there going on and teams and all kind of things for our children and our students there. They're doing a great job. And let me just encourage you, if you're thinking about Christian education, please, please let us know how we can help you with more information about Lindsay Lane Christian Academy. God is richly blessing our academy as he is our church as well. Well, it's good to be back in the saddle today. It's good to be teaming up with my sidekick. Or maybe I'm his, his sidekick now, right? Uh, Batman and Robin, we're on the scene, right? Holy Southern Baptist, right? Anyway, <clears throat> Andy John, I appreciate him, the messages he's been delivering on the family. And I want to continue over the next couple of weeks. I'll be speaking as well uh, in February on the family. And today we're going to be talking about we are Family. I remember, some of you don't know this, but in uh, 1979, Sister Sledge came out with that song, We Are Family, right? We are family, right? Got my brothers and sisters here with me today. So we're family. And so I want to talk about that today. Lindsay Lane is a church family. And so I hope that we are your family and hope you'll become part of the family here at Lindsay Lane Baptist Church. So uh, what makes up the family? You know, we have a lot of people here today, a lot of different types of homes here represented, marriage, singles, and so forth. And by the way, we just had a great marriage conference at Joe Wheeler. We had 60 couples there in all of our campuses. We're one church with three campuses. We have Lindsay Lane North, Lindsay Lane East, and this main campus. And all of those pastors taught there, including myself and my wife Patsy. And we had a great marriage conference. It was awesome. It reminded me of a, a little Johnny who was in a class, and his Sunday school teacher was teaching on marriage. He said, let me teach you guys about marriage. He said, by the way, what does God say about marriage in his Bible, in the Bible? What does it say about that? Of course, little Mary said, well, he said something about, you know, Adam and Eve, a male and female. Very good. That's right. He created male and female. And then little Tommy said, well, it said something about, you know, a man and a woman leaving their house. He said, yeah, that's exactly right. He said, little Johnny raised his hand. He said, well, little Johnny, what did God say in his word about marriage? He said, the Lord forgive them for they know not what they do. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So there's a lot of truth in that, I guess you could say. We had a great time at our marriage retreat, and I want to thank God for all of our pastors who were able to teach there and all of those who came. A lot of you came there as well. What is the definition of a family, and how do you describe the family today? You know, we're in a new normal, they say, and all of that is a new family. Well, not really, but they say that. And so we want to talk about that today. What does an actual family look like today? And so the definition is a family consists of the basic unit of a, fa a unit of a father and a mother uh, and children and a, and a cat, preferably a dog, right? And so they have all those things that make up a family. Now that's what's known as a traditional family. 
family that I grew up in, and family most of you grew up with, but it's kind of changing today. It really is. And so God himself instituted, ordained the first traditional family. We would call it a biblical family, you know, man and woman. And uh, the Bible says that God took Adam and said, uh, created Adam out of the dust of the, uh, out of the dust of the ground. And he said, he saw it wasn't good for Adam to be alone. So he gave him a thorn in the flesh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, that's Paul did that, right? Paul. I got those mixed up a little bit. That was Paul had the thorn in the flesh. Anyway, uh, God brought a woman to the man. And he said, you know, I want you to be fruitful and multiply and gave them children. They had lots of animals, right? And so that was the first traditional marriage, if you will, brought man and woman together in the Garden of Eden. And so God gives us the biblical example of marriage. And so, but there's so many different types of marriage today. We have singles. And by the way, I think it's National Singles Week. Let's give a shout out to all of our singles today, all right? We got a great singles ministry here, Janet Hill. Overseeing our singles ministry, they do a lot in our church, and, and we, we know they're part of our family as well. We have a single parent family here at Lindsay Lane. We have blended families. Some of you have been through divorce and all of that, and there's blended families together here at Lindsay Lane. And so we're one big family, right? We're made up of a lot of different families. And so we have large families here. We have small families here, rich families, and there's poor families, and all types of families. And then there's dysfunctional families that come along, right? Uh, a man was hired to go out and take a census in an East Tennessee Hill uh, community. He ran across this ramshackled home and knocked on the door. He was greeted by a young girl. Brandishing his clipboard, the interviewer asked the girl, is your mom home? She said, no, nah, she ran off with a moonshiner. The man continued, was your father here? She said, nah, he just sticks his hand in, head in once a month and takes a bath. The frustrated guy said, well, do you have an older sister? She said, yeah, I sure do. Well, is she home? No, she's in jail for shooting her boyfriend. And said, well, do you have an older brother? Yep. And the guy said, well, then is your older brother home? She said, no, he's at Harvard. And she said, at Harvard? He was just taken back. He said, wow. He said, what's he studying at Harvard? She said, nothing. They're studying him. <laughs> <laughs> And so maybe some of you have come from dysfunctional families. Uh, and so that's okay. That's okay. Listen, everyone is welcomed here at Lindsay Lane. I want you to know that. It doesn't matter your social status. It doesn't matter your background, where you've come from. When you come through these doors, you are welcome to our family. And what we're going to do here, we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to have a good time doing it. We laugh, we cut up, we have fun. See, the world don't know we do this stuff in here. They don't have a clue what we're doing in here this morning. Most of them don't. If they would only come and see that we're having a good time, we're enjoying ourselves, we're worshiping the Lord, and everyone that's welcome through those doors. And then when they get through those doors, they're going to hear the singing, the musical instruments we heard playing, and they're going to hear, Thus saith the Lord. And hopefully it will resonate in their hearts. And they'll want to be part of our family. And so we've got to welcome everybody into our family. We're the family of God. And heaven's going to be of all types of creeds and all types of races and tongues and families and all of that. And so we want to look like heaven, don't we? And so here at Lindsay Lane, we welcome everybody into our family. And so uh, maybe your family wasn't very normal. Maybe it was dysfunctional. It doesn't matter. You've got a great family here. And by the way, we all got the same father. Amen? And he's a good, good father. Now, here's a point about all of that is this. 
All of us is born into some type of family. Everybody's born into a family. And you don't get, by the way, you don't get to choose the family you're born into. Right? You got to take the hand dealt you. You really do. You don't have a choice in the family you're born into. And so you got to take what comes. And, you know, and so, but here you get to come to Lindsay Lane and be a part of a family. Now here's a principle. Listen to this great principle. It's on the board. In the same way that everyone is born into a natural family, each Christian is born into God's spiritual family, the church. God is the father of all believers. Therefore, we all become brothers and sisters. Did you know that? That right now you're in a family with brothers and sisters? That's what we call Brother Dusty, Brother Bradley, and Sister Patsy, and things like that. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We're one big family, the family of God. And so here we are at Lindsay Lane Baptist Church. We're a universal family, by the way. All over the world, there's Christians worshiping the, the Lord today. And so we're part of the universal family, but also we're part of a local family called Lindsay Lane Baptist Church. And we're part of this local family. And so we have fathers and mothers and older brothers and sisters here in this family. And new babies are being born in this family constantly here at Lindsay Lane. And so I want you to get this concept when we talk about family, that we are a family here at Lindsay Lane Baptist Church. And just like a natural family, you know, we want to experience we want to have a joyful experience. I love worshiping the way we worship this morning. I love, you know, I kind of cut up and tell a few jokes and things like that because I want you to laugh. I want you to have a good time while you're here. I want you to get in part, be a part of a connect group. I want you to meet some new friends and some friends that will help bring out the best in you and not the worst in you. I want you to connect with people here in this family. And I want you to love Jesus. I want you to love God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I want you to fall in love with them and let them direct your life and guide your path and help you to get off of that road you've been on. And that's what happens when you become a part of a family, a church family that loves the Lord and, and they love you. And we want to laugh together. And there's security in our family and, and love and acceptance here at Lindsay Lane. And you know, like any family, there's tensions at times. There's probably some frustrations you'll experience at times and, you know, divisions. And hopefully we don't have a lot of that at Lindsay Lane. We don't, by the way. We're a unified body. But, you know, we're not a perfect church because we don't have perfect people. None of us. You don't have a perfect pastor. And so we all have imperfections, but we come because God is a God of perfection. And God is molding and shaping me and molding and shaping you into what He happens to be. So He's getting ready, getting us ready for heaven. And so he's molding us, and he's taking us as a family, a family of misfits, even. And he's given us his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And like a natural family, the church family should care and train and teach and nurture and mature and show love, unconditional love for one another. We should be committed and dedicated to one another and helping one another fulfill the responsibility that God's given us. So with that, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I want you to look just for a moment at the body of Christ. The body of Christ. And I want you to notice what the Apostle Paul has to uh, say about this body of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 12. So 1 Corinthians 12, 12, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. And so follow along with me, okay? Verse 12. For as the body is one, 
and has many members. Paul's talking about the natural body. The body has one, has many members. But all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. And that simply means so also is the church. The church of Jesus Christ. We're one body with many members. Like my body has many members. Physically, spiritually, this church body has many members. Verse 13. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek, slave or free. And we all have been made to drink, if you will, into the one Holy Spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many members. Right? We've got many members here at Lindsay Lane. We've got... 2,500 members. Of course, FBI can't find half of them, all right? But you're here, right? You're here. And so we got a lot of members in this body. And so that's what Paul's talking about. And he goes on to give an analogy and a contrast, if you will. If the foot should say, because I'm not the hand, I'm jealous, am I not of the body? It is, is it not therefore of the body? In other words, every member, every member, you may not be this person. We're all different people. You may not be the hand or the foot, but we're all different, but we're all part of this body. That's the analogy that he's given in his next few verses. Now, jump down, if you will, to verse number uh, 20. But now there are many members, yet one body, and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again can the head say to the feet, I have no need of you. No, but much rather those members of the body which may seem to be weaker are necessary. They say you don't need your little toe, but I don't want you to take it, all right? I want it to hang on to my foot. It's part of me. It's one of my members. And so all of us are important, right? All of us are important. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor can the hand to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. I did a message one time called the night shift. Those people who work behind the scenes. You know right now, while you're out here joining Pastor Dusty's preaching, somebody's over there taking care of your youngins. <laughs> They're the night shift. There's people who came in and set up these tables Why? before you got here. Night shift. There's people came and turned the heat on and turned the lights on that you don't even realize. Night shift. People in these booths right here, what my sound and making the lighting, all that. Night shift, folks. Behind the scenes. We need them. They're part of our family. That's what he's saying, isn't it? That's what he's saying. And watch this. Look down to verse number uh, 23. And those members of the body we think to be less honorable, on those we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable un- parts have greater modesty, and but our presentable parts have no need. Uh, see what he's saying here? But God composed the body, having given greater honor to those parts which lacks it. So what he's doing is saying here is all of us are in this together. Some may be a little more needy or whatever, but we're all come together and we're all part of the body. But I want you to watch number 20, verse 25. That there should be no division. There should be no division, no jealousy. I'm not the foot, I'm not the hand, I'm not the preacher, I don't get to sing in the choir, I don't get to, enough time, blah, blah, blah. That there should be no jealousy and no division in the body. We've all got our roles, we've all got responsibilities is what he's saying. And watch verse number 26, watch this. Verse 25, there should be no vision in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. Everybody's important. Watch verse 26. If one member suffers, all members suffer. 
If one mem- member is honored, all the members rejoice with the one that's being honored. Right? Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Verse 26 says a lot. And I want you to think about that just for a moment. In verse 26, he talked about when one member suffers. I did two funerals yesterday. And uh, two members of our family here at Lindsay Lane passed away suddenly. Uh, one of those was Jamie Castile, 49 years old, Miss Donna's son. And I think the family's here today. Beth and Brian and his, their children are here today. Uh, her daughter and son-in-law. And they were part of that uh, service yesterday. And so they're suffering. Miss Donna's hurting. And so is uh, uh, Mary Beth Pugh. I don't know if she's here today. Susan's sister and Lake and Lambert passed away. And we did that funeral. And he was part of our church too. And, and so those members are suffering. And so what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying this. We should suffer with them. And we have. And we do, right? That's what he's talking about. When one of us suffer, all of us suffer. When one of us rejoiced, Lindsey Lane uh, boys and girls won the uh, area championship, we should rejoice with them in that. We shouldn't be jealous or envious and all of that. We're a part of the body and family of Christ. And so that's what he's trying to say. So let me give you these three things very quickly. Number one, I want to talk about a strong foundation. Three characteristics of a happy church family. If you want to be a part of a vibrant, growing, healthy, happy Church family, I want to give you these three points very quickly. Number one, a strong foundation. The church needs a strong foundation. The Bible says in in Psalms 127, in verse number one, here's what it says on the screen. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. Unless God builds the house. See, this is the house of God. We call it the church. We call it the house of God because God builds the house of God. The church is you. The church is me. This church has a strong foundation. It was built upon a strong foundation. Here's a truth in your outline. I hope you're looking at your outline today. The absolute most important aspect of a building is its foundation. By the way, you don't get the foundation right, house is going to have trouble. It really is. Listen to what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, 11. He said, another foundation can no man lay than that which has been laid, which is Jesus Christ. So what are you saying? I'm saying this. Our church is built on the strong foundation that Jesus Christ, as the Son of God, died on Calvary's tree and rose again from the dead to give you and I everlasting life. That's our foundation. That's who we are. That's what we're about. We're about God, God the Son, and God the Spirit. And Lindsay Lane has grown because we have the right foundation. We're not building on anything else but that. That's the start. From our conception in September of 1988, this church has been built on Jesus Christ, crucified, resurrected, and at the right hand of the Father. That's what we're about. That's our foundation. And so you need a strong foundation in your life individually and part of a church, church family. See, in our society today, we're building houses and marriages and churches even on anything and everything. And some of them aren't lasting. I guarantee you marriage won't last unless you have three. God the Father, isn't it? A holy man, a holy woman, and a holy father. You've got to have the right foundation. 
And so we have to have a strong foundation. And so a lot of churches are built on prosperity gospel, feel-goodisms, self-helps, inclusiveness and, and, all, and unity, not through obedience of God's Word. You see, it's more than about drawing a crowd. It's about drawing the net, the net of salvation so people can be saved. Anybody can draw a crowd. Christ is a strong foundation in my life, in your life, in your career, in your business, in your home, especially in our church family. And by the way, Jesus himself gave us the blueprint and the master plan for a strong family. Where is that found, pastor? It's found in Matthew 16, 18 on the screen. Watch it. Here it is. And Jesus said this as he was building his church. And by the way, this is Christ's church. Christ instituted the church. You know that? Christ instituted his church. Watch what he says. And also I say to you that you are Peter. Remember Peter's statement? You are the Christ. And on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know, there's people out there that say, I don't want to be a part of a church. I don't want to be a part of a structured church and all of that. But then what do they do with this verse? What do you do with the verse that says, not forsake the assembly of ourselves together? You know, Christ is the church. He's the head of the church. We're the body of Christ. We're the bride of Christ. We assemble in the name of Jesus. He's our head. He gave a parable, by the way, in Matthew chapter 7, of two men who built houses. You know, you remember that parable in Matthew chapter 7? One of them built their house on the sand and the, and the, and the winds blew and all of that. And one of them built them on the rock. It reminds me of a great theological thing I've heard years ago growing up of the three little pigs. My mom taught me about the three little pigs. You know, one had the house of straw and the house of sticks. And one of them had the, the, the brick house, right? And the winds came and the waters came and the wind blew and blew the other two little pigs' house over. But that little pig that had the house of brick, the right foundation, the big bad wolf could not blow his house in. Do you know there's a big bad wolf out there called the devil? And he's trying to blow your house in. He's trying to blow your marriage, your career, your life. And if you don't have the right foundation in Jesus Christ, soon it'll wash away, it'll blow away on shifting sand. But if you have the rock, if your house is built on the rock, the rock of the Lord Jesus Christ, then the devil can blow all he wants. But he can't take your house, your house and your home. Amen? That's why you need a strong foundation. That's why Lindsay Lane has a strong foundation. All the devil's blowing. He's blowing in here. You know the devil goes to church? He does. He may be sitting beside you. I'm just kidding. He, he goes to church. Uh, kidding, kidding. He does. And he's trying to destroy God's family. If you wanted to get at me... What you could do is come at my family. Oh, my word. I love my family. I would die for my family. And so the devil's going to try to come at God through his family. And that's why we, we're a family here. We've got a strong foundation. It's very important to understand that. Number two, a strong faith. A strong faith. Now, here's a truth. Listen to this great truth on the screen. We are the family of God. Our strong foundation consists of strong faith in Jesus Christ. Everyone is born again into this family. God instituted the church family, the structure, so that people will be taken care of 
and grow in maturity. You see, when you come to Lindsay Lane, you want to be taken care of here. You should, but you got to get in a connect group. we got a big family, right? So we got a lot of smaller families, if you will, called connect groups. You need to be a part of a connect group. And when you are, you're going to be taken care of. Let me give you an example yesterday, what I saw. Lake and Lambert passed away. And by the way, both of these were sudden. It wasn't like they had an illness and all that. They were sudden, passed away. And, and, and Eric and Susan and her sister Mary Beth was her, his, husband, his wife. And their class fixed a meal for them. And I've seen this on many occasions here at Lindsay Lane. The Sunday School Connect group made a meal for them. They had a meal in between the burial, in between the service. And they loved on them and took care of them. And then at Jamie, Jamie had so many people at his service at Limestone Chapel. His, his workforce even at Toyota, where he worked, people just kept coming through. And they even raised the flag at Toyota at half-mast for their worker. Isn't that awesome? And then I saw the church family loving on Miss Donna. And her family. You know, I, I want to ask you this question. Those of you watching me by live stream right now, maybe you can't be here because of illness, maybe you just don't want to come to a church. Let me just ask you a question. What are you going to do when that happens to you? When one of your loved ones dies suddenly, or something happens to you suddenly, and you don't have a church family to love on you, to nurture you, to care for you, who are you going to call? That's why you need to be in a church family. And that's why it's important, church, that we go out of our way to nurture and to love on and take care of our family. Just like you would your natural family. Here at Lindsay Lane, we need to take care of our family. And we do a good job at that. We really do. Now, there may be some of you say, well, I, I, got, I fell through the crack. Occasionally they do. But if we know about it, if we know about it, our connect groups are on the scene. Amen? They really are. And you are. And I commend you for that. It's important. It's very important. Listen to what Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7 says. As you therefore have received Jesus Christ, the foundation, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him. Not just coming to church, but rooted in Him. Built up in Him. And established in the faith. Oh, it's so important. You know, I was talking to Miss Donna in her home, and Beth and Brian we was talking about Jamie, her son, 49 years old, li- years old, lived at home with his mother. Can you imagine what Miss Donna was going through? And we talked about that. You know, how do people make it without Jesus? How do people go through that without faith in the Lord and the hope beyond the grave and beyond death? How in the world do they do it? The answer to that is they don't. They usually don't. It's because of our faith. That's what Paul's saying in Colossians. You've got to be rooted and built up in Him and established in your faith. And you, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. So it's so important. Uh, and see, in our family, we have a strong family. In the Macklemore family, and, and, uh, and, uh, and we really do. And God's blessed us because we have faith. We've come together and raised our daughters and our son-in-laws have caught that. And they're part of that from their families we're raised. And so we have a strong family of faith in our family. And so, same thing in Lindsay Lane. We have a strong family because as your family and your family and your family, you come together, we make up one big family at Lindsay Lane. 
And you bring your faith and you bring what you've been taught, instructed, maybe here at church or maybe in your home. You bring that because you've been established. You've been rooted and grounded in the faith. And you come here and those who come off of these streets and they come from these subdivisions and they come from everywhere, they want to hear about that faith. They want to see your faith. They want to know your faith. It'll help them. And that's why we share our faith. That's why we exhibit our faith. So people can know there's hope for them as well. And we're committed to that. We really are. Here's a principle. It's in your outline. The church family is committed to faith in Jesus, in which turn produces faith and commitment to one another. It flows. Our faith flows from the Lord, and then it flows to one another. That's what I love about Lindsay Lane. Lindsay Lane, east and north as well. The love of God begins to flow through us to others, and others catch it. I was just walking in the church today and walking through the aisles. I, I hear so many good things walking through our church and in my connect group. And walking down the aisle, somebody said, Man, Pastor, thank you for being at the marriage retreat yesterday, you and your wife. And, and just pouring into those other pastors and letting them see you and your wife an example. You know, I get a lot of that sometimes. But what about you? You know, you don't get that a lot of times maybe, but I want to say it to you. I want to go on record today, tell you how much your pastor appreciates the way you share with others. It's making a difference. That's why we're the size we are today. It's because we're making a difference in our community. Because you're sharing your love. You're sharing your heart. You're sharing your faith with others. We are one big family of God. And I appreciate you. I really do. The way you share your faith and the way you share your heart and love on others and help others. It makes a difference. It really does. And see, it's a, it's a commitment. And by the way, it's got to be a commitment, isn't it? By the way, do you know marriage is commitment? You know, I know you got married physically, right? That's, I mean, that's, she was good looking. He was handsome. I wanted him. I want her. And you got him. <laughs> but now what? <laughs> now what? After 46 years, what are you going to do with that? It's got to be commitment. Amen? It's got to be commitment. And so it's the same thing in the church family. you got to have a strong foundation, but you got to have a strong faith because it's based on commitment. Listen, not when I feel like it. And that's what a lot of us are going on, our emotions. And I don't feel like it. I just don't feel like it. Well, if you run your life on your feelings, you're going to be like a roller coaster. I feel great today. Oh, I don't feel like it. You see, your marriage, your life, your career, everything has to be based on commitment and dedication. And we're going to honor the Lord here at Lindsay Lane with commitment and dedication. And see, you know, how many of you got up this morning? Don't raise your hand. Please don't raise your hand. You got up this morning and you really didn't feel like coming to church. I'd be a lot of you that could raise your hand. I just didn't feel like coming today. But you know why you came? People depending on you, responsibilities. Maybe you're in a connect group, blah, blah, blah. And then you say, well, you know what? I just need to be there. I'm committed to the Lord. I'm a Christian. I'm committed. I don't mean you got the flu. Don't come. Please don't come, all right? <laughs> live stream, live stream. Don't come with the flu. But if you're just saying, I just don't feel like today, come on. Because you'll feel better when you get here. I promise you. That's why I came this morning. I'm just kidding. I didn't feel like it, but I came. Really, I mean, 
we base so much of our lives on our feelings, especially in the church. Well, I don't feel like going to Connect Group. Well, get over it. Commit to it. Amen? And so when you do that, I'm telling you, it's just an awesome thing. You know, my, my, my marriage with Patsy and your marriage cannot be based on our feelings. There's times that I just don't feel like it. <laughs> I, 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 you know, do I, there's times we have arguments, right? You have arguments, right? Say amen, please say amen. You have a, you, I know you do. You have arguments too, and Patsy and I have arguments. But it, it doesn't mean I don't love her. It means I'm, I'm just mad at her. <laughs> but you know what's going to happen? Are you listening to this? I'm not going to leave. I don't feel like loving you. I'm not going to leave over that. Why? Because on July the 20th, 1973, I made a commitment. I made a vow. Not only to her, you remember that as what the pastor said, unto God? So help me God, what'd you say? I do. We forget about that better or worse stuff, don't we? (laughs) I do, I did. I made a commitment. And so I'm in the family of God, I'm committed to Christ. It's not just about committed to this church and this building and even you. I'm committed to Him first. So I'm not going to let my life be run on feelings. You think he felt like going here? You think he really felt like having nails driven in his feet, in his hands? Did he feel like that? No, he committed to it. And that's why we're committed to the family of God and to Christ. Not when we feel like it. But because it's the right thing to do, we're committed and we're dedicated. Amen and amen. And say so you just can't base your life on feelings. 1 John 4, 9 says this. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. And this is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. And that's why we're the family of God. God loves us, each one of us. We're born into this family. We're born again, if you will, spiritually into this family. And God loves you. He puts you here. And so we're one big family. We have strong foundation. We have a strong faith. Which means, thirdly, we have a strong future. We have a strong future here at Lindsay Lane. We have a strong future here because we have a right foundation. We have the right faith. But also because we have a good past and we've built on the past. By the way, you learn from the past. You learn from the past and you build on the past. And we try to do that here at Lindsay Lane. God has so blessed us. He's shown His favor on us. I hope you realize that. That God has greatly shown His favor upon you as a church family and upon me as a church family. And I'm telling you, we have a great future ahead of us. Just like in a natural family, parents have responsibilities to teach their children. See, you're the parent. Sometimes we've forgotten that in our society today, that we are the parents. And we're to teach the children. 
We're to lead the children. We're to love the children. They have responsibilities and teach them responsibilities. So in the church, we have leaders. We have leadership in the church that teaches the members responsibilities. All of us have responsibilities in this body. Everybody has responsibilities. We've all been given gifts. You need to read the whole chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. talks about every gift's been given to those members in the body of Christ. So all of us have been given a gift, find out what it is, and bring it to the body. So you can serve one another as we love one another. And Lindsay Lane will continue to grow and be a healthy, healthy church. And so that's the way it works in your family, and that's the way it works here. Our church family has, and God has allowed us, and will continue to accomplish great and mighty things as we come together as one, no matter the challenge. And by the way, no matter the change, no matter the challenge, no matter the change, no matter the difficulty, God will see us through because we're his family, we're his brother, we're his children, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We're one big family. And God's blessed us. Here's the truth, the last one in your outline. When the church, church is unified in the faith and in the Father, it will be unified in the future. It really will. I'm telling you, it will. How do you do that? You keep your heart and your eyes focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't get distracted. Let God continue to help you to be a part of this church, part of this family, and be nurtured. You know what I love about Lindsay Lane? We're a multi-generational church. We got a lot of kids in our family. We've got a lot of brothers and sisters. We got some older sisters. We got some younger sisters and brothers. We've got single Brothers and sisters in here, we got blended families, all of them I've already mentioned. But we're one big family here at Lindsay Lane. And we're growing. Our area's growing. We're booming in our area. There's going to be a lot of people move in this area, and they're going to be looking for a church family. And I believe they will come to this one because of what I've just illustrated today with a strong foundation, a strong faith, and we have a strong future. And so I'm glad I'm a part of this family. And again, the devil is trying to disrupt the unity that we have here and the strong foundation that we have. And so my question today is this, in closing, as we have the Lord's Supper today, we're about to take the Lord's Supper as a family. This is the God's Supper for His family. As we begin to do that, I want to ask you a question. Are you part of a family? I know you are a natural family. Maybe it's dysfunctional, maybe it's a great family, all of that. But let me ask you this question. Very seriously, think about what I'm going to ask you. Are you part of a church family? Really? Not just attending, and not just from the outside kind of looking in, but are you really connected to a family? And what if that was one of your families I preached those funerals at yesterday? What if that had been your brother? Or what if that had been your dad or your uncle? Suddenly... Who's going to surround you? Who's going to come and help you and love on you and cry with you and, and nurture you? Who's going to do that for you? I'm just telling you, I'm not trying to pressure you into any decision at all. Please hear my heart. But I've got to ask you the serious questions. You've already asked yourself probably. But how are you responding to that? Well, I just don't feel like it. I've already addressed that. I just don't feel like it today or tomorrow or next week. But when are you going to feel like it? You've got to make a commitment. 
You've got to make a, a, a choice. You've got to make a decision in your life. This is the, one of the most important decisions you're going to ever make. It's what you do with Jesus. Are you born into the family? Have you ever been born again? Have you ever received Christ as your personal Savior, the one that died for you at Calvary for your sins? Have you ever asked Him to come into your life, really, and take control of your life by faith and let Him govern your life? Have you ever done that? You need to make a commitment to that. And I promise you, the devil's going to say, oh, you don't feel like it today. You don't need to. He's going to come at you. He's going to try to blow your house in. And you need, to, you need to have a good foundation. You need to start today in a strong faith and so you can have a strong future. And we'd love to have you here, part of our family at Lindsay Lane. And all God's family here said, Amen. we would love to have you. You know what they're saying? Come on down. We'd love to have you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for speaking to our hearts. And I want to thank you for this great church, this great family of God here at Lindsay Lane. You have blessed us tremendously. Lord, we've we got, we got more room. We've got a lot of room for more family members. Some need to come today and be saved. They need to walk down this aisle and say, Listen, I've never received Christ as my Savior, but today I'm making a commitment. I'm just going to come. It's not that they can live up to that commitment. You live up to it for them. They don't understand that when the Spirit of God comes in, you begin to take over our lives. And I pray they would come by faith just as they are. Just as they are. They don't have to do anything or clean up anything to get to Jesus. That's what you do for us. So I pray they would come by faith, trusting you. Because they know what they need to do. Lord, press upon them by your Spirit. Some need to come and join this church today. This is the church you'd have them to serve in. To be a part of. To be connected to. I pray they would come and just say, hey, I want to be a part of this church family. I really do. And we'll be glad to receive them. And Lord, other decisions, the altar's open. Some are just hurting, need prayer. And some want to come and pray for some specific things. I pray they would come. So Lord, would you do a great work before we take the Lord's Supper today? Some need to come and confess sin, maybe, and get things right before we would take the Lord's Supper. So I pray now, Lord, for the invitation that we would just respond the way you lead, guide, and direct us would be my prayer in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Would you stand? Dwayne's going to lead us. We want you to come just like you are. Just like you are, you come as we sing.